everyone thursday night nine o'clock or just after welcome to this week's edition of the handicap rugby chat that matters i can tell you one week off oracle hosted for me last week and i've already forgotten how to run the damn show i started the video and i forgot to go live so eventually thankfully i did see a little light flashing there saying hit go live hit go live so we are live indeed and we're here to talk a rugby betting and i've got two guests joining me tonight we've got the start of super rugby trans tasman it's a very interesting tournament because I saw a post on the Good for the Game forum that in theory you could win all your games and still not make the final of this tournament. Um, so very, very interesting indeed. But let's start off with the introductions. And we've got Stone Man uh, from Stoker's Arms. He was on last week with Gavin Cohen. And the man was absolutely on fire. I've had messages. When is he getting back on the show? Well, I didn't waste any time bringing him back. And it's, uh, Guy, good to have you on the show, man. Great to have you here. Yeah, thanks, boys. Uh, good to see both of you. Um, yeah, I was a bit nervous last week, and uh, but I really enjoyed it. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can tip another uh, seven straight liner, but let's see what we can do for the boys and the girls out there. Excellent. And I know you're a big uh, horse racing fan as well and looking forward to maybe having you on our Durban July show perhaps closer to the time as well. He's one of your <laughs> biggest fans, Sean Nicholas. <laughs> good good to have you on the show there, Sean, as well. And welcome to the boys in the live chat. And it's going down below. You know, I was going to have a cup of coffee with the, with the show tonight, but I thought if the conductor's on board, I'm going with a beer. Conductor, good to have you back. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Yeah, always lucky to be uh, chatting with you and back on the show. And uh, yeah, it's great to see you having a beer. And uh, it was fantastic to see your son bring you the beer. Uh, in the, I remember when Jay Quart, uh, when Jay Quart was grilled about uh, Luke Watson, he said the only fetcher I need is a, is my son to fetch me a beer. So uh, well done on that. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I was just you know Stone Man was on a little bit before you, and I said I'm going to message my son to bring me a beer. My the reply was no, and I thought, geez, I hope the youngster's joking. But fortunately, he was. He has brought me one. He is hopefully playing his first game of rugby this weekend. He's had a bit of an injury, but he actually hasn't missed any of the games because Johnny Covert's got involved and this has been off and that's off. But he should be playing his first game and they love if he does play, it'll be live stream. So yeah, I'll certainly may send you a link and maybe we have a couple of uh, couple of uh, sly rams on the side on, on, on that one. But guys, great rugby to come this weekend. And Brendan, I'm gonna start with you. We've got uh, Super Rugby, Trans-Tasman starting where we've got the, finally the New Zealand and the Australian sides get to play each other. Not yeah. like us where we get to watch Bulls v Sharks 15 this weekend. And uh, these guys these guys get to have a go at each other now. And Brendan, tomorrow morning's the first game. It's the Highlanders up against the Reds. I initially handicapped this game Highlanders minus four and a half. And I think Thoughts on Sports was in the same sort of region. But the cap came out around the nine and a half point mark, I think. And it's been pretty stable. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Brent, it's actually so flipping exciting to have the, the Trans-Tasman tournament. And it's so weird to say that because, I mean, we've, we've basically been watching these teams the last, what is it, eight weeks or whatever the case may be. But uh, it's so exciting to see them play each other because it feels to me like a bit of a, a return to normality where you've got uh, a, sort of a bit of a super rugby light, if you want to call it. Uh, you know, Aussies versus Kiwis with a stadium and, uh, you know, guys watching and crowds there, etc., uh, be, hopefully it's a good card tomorrow at uh, Forsyth Bar in Dardine and hopefully the zoo is packed and uh, yeah man super excited for this I mean I'll be I'll be honest with you I think you know I'd rather say that be, you know before we get going on this I I won't be loading any of these games purely because it's and I think this is my thoughts and I know a couple of the guys have come up with the same thoughts it's difficult to know where we sit in terms of benchmarks it's a reference point in terms of Aussie level and Kiwi level uh, you know, obviously, you think since last year, March, you know, they haven't played anybody else. You know, we've obviously seen uh, Australia play New Zealand, but, you know, we haven't seen the franchises. So it's difficult to say where each, you know, each sort of uh, franchise is. I think the Aussies have improved. 
Um, I think the Kiwis have lost, a, you know, a couple of talented guys. But, uh, you know, looking to, at tomorrow's game, it's a tough one to call. Uh, I was hoping it would have opened more towards choice or a slight Highlanders minus. Um, purely because, obviously, the Reds have just won the, the, the Aussie tournaments. Um, and Highland has finished uh, second last out of their Aotearoa tournament. So, you know, one would think that they would have given them more respect to the Reds. Uh, but I think, you know, if one looks at the caps, there's been no respect for the Aussies on these caps. Um, the plus nine and a half, uh, you said, sorry, you said plus ten and a half or plus nine and a half? Sorry. Yeah, there's nine and a half. I've looked at uh, play okay. bets and some bet now, see so there's nine and a half. Total points is a matter of interest, 56 and a half. I did the good for the game preview earlier. I went 55 and a half. So there does seem to be a bit of money for points. My personal views, points will flow. So what are you going to give us there, Brendan? Anything? Yeah, Brent, as I said, I was hoping for more of a choice game. And I would have probably hopped, hopped on the sort of Highlanders purely because the Reds, you know, they would have been drinking until Monday morning. Uh, you know, the heads would have been, they would, they would have been popping panados like crazy, uh, you know, to get to get the rack markers going. Um, yeah, plus I'm not passing off. It's a bit too big for me. Highlanders are showing a lot of injuries. Uh, Shannon Frizzell is out. Uh, he's got a, a court case pending for assault in a bar. So... <laughs> And there's just heaps and heaps of injuries for the Highlanders. Um, you've got uh, Mitch Hunter ten. Um, yeah, he's not always he's not always Mr. Reliable. But uh, what I have done there is I've taken uh, Scott Gregory as first try scorer um, and any time try scorer as well. Um, you know, I, I just watch that bloke week in week out, and he, to me, he's just uh, becoming ultimate athlete. Uh, I can't wait to see him in the All Blacks jersey. Um, yeah, he, at 12, he, he should be really good tomorrow to, to get some meat par. Um, he reminds me, if I, if I watch that guy go, he reminds me of uh, a mix of uh, Walter Little and uh, Philip Silar, the great French centre. So um, I'm really looking forward to Scott Gregory getting some meat par. But I, I probably uh, won't be touching the points or the handicap there. There's nothing I see as value. Right, okay, Brendan, not getting too involved in that one. We've got a try score interest for you there, Stoneman. Highlanders against Reds, what are we doing? Yeah, also, I, I concur. It's going to be so exciting right. to see a, a different type of rugby. But um, I was talking to you know, Stiggy Stain earlier too, and, and we, we're not going to climb into anything um, too early. I said this will be the litmus test, the first game. You know how much I, I spoke up the Reds. I backed them last, uh, at the beginning of the season. I've got a lot of respect for Brad Thorne. Uh, I do think they would have had a party, but he's a disciplinarian. They'll be up for this game. Um I think if you had to put a gun to my head, I would have a little bit of a nibble on the Reds on the plus, but I'm not going to do anything. Myself and Stain aren't going to do anything until we sort of see it. Like, we, we've got to compare how much, if these Aussies have improved that much and how much the, 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 the Kiwis have dropped off. Um, one of the guys on the Oracle group, uh, on our Oracle rugby group, said he would want to take a, a crazy bet. How's this? He put 10 bucks down <laughs> for all the Australian teams to win. I mean, how's that for fucking donating your money? Yeah, no, that's donating. I mean, it's one thing for the Aussies to beat the handicap, but uh, absolutely no way they, they win all of the matches there. But, John, it's no. very interesting because I've spoken to a lot of people over the last couple of days, and some people haven't really watched a lot of the rugby the last few weeks, and they're adamant Australia going to lose all the matches. But the guys who've been watching the Reds and maybe the Brumbies, so they're going, hold on a sec. I think Aussies, you know, they'll get, a, they'll get a few wins. I don't know how many they're going to get in New Zealand, though. But we've got some, but I actually think this is a weekend perhaps for total points, and I like my bet 55 and a half total points. I'm going to, yeah, I'll be quite firmly involved on points come the morning. I don't know where the points are going to come from. In other words, I don't have a firm view on the handicap, so I'm not going Highland as a red point. I'm just going overs here. I think we're going to see plenty of points in this opening yeah. game. 
Stoneman, let's hang with you there if you've got nothing else on that one and move to the Waratahs Hurricanes. Brent, sorry, Brent, can yeah. I just say, I, what I would probably go, yeah, I, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I'll have a look again tomorrow morning. I'll probably be go Highlanders on the halftime handicap. Um, a lot of the Reds have got their power on the bench, especially a guy like Tupo uh, there. So if I had to look at something, I'd probably look at the first off handicap for the Highlanders to come out the gates quickly. Um, the Reds have a, I haven't, I haven't seen this guy play yet. Uh, Thomas, I think his surname is. Um, at nine for the Reds, so uh, but I, I, I agree with you. I think under the roof in and Dunedin in front of a good crowd, I think that the Highlanders would want to entertain. And uh, yeah, and, you know, even though they're missing a couple of players, when they when they shouldn't win, they do win. They're weird like that. I mean, that game against the Crusaders, where they smoked the Crusaders in Christchurch, was a perfect example. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, I think we're all in agreement that the handicaps are a tough one. There's other ways to bet on the game, so that's the way to get involved there. It's up to Stoneman though for the Waratahs Hurricane. Here we've got a massive handicap. Looking at player bets there, 22 and a half. Let me just pop to Sunbet quickly and compare that 21 and a half. So, yeah, this is one of those tricky ones. Are you and Sticky staying out of the handicap here? You know, uh, you know, I, I'm a favourites backer and I always like to back the minuses generally. Um, but I'd also, I mean, those Waratahs, as, as, as Gavin Cohen said, have just been absolute rubbish. Uh, the Canes haven't had a good season. Uh, they're a quality outfit. If they click, they could get busy with that Warriors side. But you just can't go into anything like this with the, with any sort of conviction until you, we sort of see what's happening there. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm also just going to stay away. Or I can't not stay away. I might have a little bit of a nibble or maybe do something in running and see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, the, that Waratahs side are really, really poor. So, yeah, gun to my head, I'd go Hurricanes. But that handicap's a bit too big for me. It is big. Of course, the points line is going to be somewhere we can look at as well, Brendan. But it is a high points line here. We've got yeah. 59 and a half. I did check conditions earlier because I was, I was still going to do the good for the game preview bet on this one. And nothing caught my eye on the handicaps. That's why I'll be waiting a bit longer than normal for the points line. 59 and a half, a bit higher than out of light. But my bet here, and I'll give it to you just before you, I'm just looking for a price now. I like the, based on the handicap, but I like the Waratahs points here. And what have we got? Uh, over under that must be first half points. Yeah, okay. I saw nine and a half. I got very excited, but that was uh, first half points. Waratahs total points 18 and a half. I like, I like the Waratahs to get some points here, Brennan, because yeah. at the end of the day, I do think the Hurricanes will win comfortably. But the, as bad as the Tars were, they actually were one of the better attacking sides for me in, in the tournament. They just uh, they just couldn't keep it together. They, you know, yeah. what, are, what are you thinking? What, what are your thoughts on that? What are you doing in this game? Yeah, Brent, it's another tough one. Hey, I mean, you know, in days of old, I would probably would have been all over the Hurricanes to cover that cap, but uh, you know, they're just—it's just not the same Hurricane side of old. Uh, you know, they got uh, Ruben Love at ten, and um, I'm sorry, off the top of my tongue, I can't remember the nine, but uh, you know, it's a fairly fresh nine and ten. Um, I think it's Umaga, Umaga Jensen and uh, Billy Proctor at twelve and thirteen. You know, it's you know, if in days of old, if it was Vince Arsenal and Lua Mape at twelve and thirteen, I think it would have been a different story. Um, you know, Julian Sabia is oh, not in yeah. the final draft either. Um, you know, it's you know they came last in the utter. You know, it's it's once again, you know, one mistake. Uh, you know, context. They came last in the Arthur Rower. Um, yeah, they weren't fantastic. Uh, look, they caught this. The competition was a lot tougher for them. Uh, but I just think they're missing. You know, also missing a guy like Audi Sevilla. Um, he is huge for them in terms of turnovers. Duplessis Karifi does tend to um, give away a lot of penalties. I mean, it's also tough to judge where the Tars are in terms of their rebuilding because obviously what one's Rob Penny left, it looked like they had a bit of a uptick uh, against the force. You know, they were poor against the Rebels in that last game, but uh, 
a guy like uh, Isa Parise, he's he's I like him. Um, I've always enjoyed a guy like Jack Maddox. Uh, no one go up, no one going to RC. Yeah, I think they're left wing. Well um, said, son. Well said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another two whiskeys, and I'll get it. I'll get a hundred percent. So I, I think, I, I, as far as I can remember, Jake Gordon is back. They're missing Carlo Tizano. He's he's a bit of a loss, but uh, to me, this is a bit of a rubbish game written all over it. I'm, I've taken the Tars plus twenty four and a half, plus twenty five and a half, and I've also taken Waratahs uh, fifteen to one to win the game. It's sports, and you know, fifteen to one at home is a bit of a silly price to me. I'm happy to be involved there with a bit of beer money. Um, look, I, I can see the Waratahs taking absolute spanking. I mean, I think we all see fifty, you know, get fifty getting uh, getting put past them and missing missing tackle after tackle. But uh, that's my bet. And, and Brent, I agree with you. I'd rather look at the Tars uh, points overs than the Hurricanes points overs. There, I think forty point five is a lot of points to cover. You know they really need to motor the entire game through. Uh, where maybe one or two, one or two tries from the tars, and you're halfway through to your your tars overs bet. There. That's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say if you're 15 to one tars to win a rise, I'll be very disappointed in my tars over 18 and a half points does the rise. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, just to welcome some of the other guys on the other uh, the, the live chat, we've got Dave Cooney joining us on Facebook. He's on the tars plus. 24 and a half, Johan Verstays in the end. And Oracle Pino, who, of course, better known to us as Oracle Rugby. I still think he must change his brand back to Oracle Rugby. Uh, get rid of this Oracle Pedia. Oracle Rugby is how we know this man. He's in the live chat. Oracle, I'll definitely be having you up on again soon. And yes, Stoneman was a hit last week with you. So he's very much back on the show this week. Let's stick with you, though, Brendan, for the next game. Crusaders against the Brumbies. Big handicap here. We've got the Crusaders minus 18 and a half. And one thing about the Crusaders, they won the tournament in the end fairly comfortably. But they didn't put sides away like the Crusaders yeah. are old. Is this handicap too big? Sure, Brent. It's a, it's a it's a very good Crusader side they put out there. I thought they might do a bit of a rotation and uh, show and show a bit of disrespect to the Brumbies, but they put out a, a quite a mean side, incredibly tough in Christchurch. I mean, if you look if you look at the Brumbies, I mean, look, they've been pretty much champions in Australia for how many years? I'd still say they pretty much one or two of the best sides in Aussie to get a plus twenty one and a half cap against Crusaders. Sure, that's not not much respect shown to them. Um, I fancy them to cover that. I'd probably I'd probably want to look at probably the halftime handicap there. Um, we all know that Crusaders side last twenty minutes when that when that engine gets going, they can score those uh, these tries from the own twenty two, etc. Um, it, it it you know once again we don't know. I'm I'm not putting heavy stakes in this game. We just don't know what the bodies are. I saw the training uh, photos on Instagram for the Brumbies. They looked fresh. They looked looked up for it, but you just don't know what that physical toll took on them in that final. I mean, they were defending with 13 men that, you know, that's physically got to take a toll on them. Um, and similarly, the or Crusaders won, and you know, won easily in the end, but they would have had as well as well physical game. But I, uh, I, I probably take Brumbies in the first half there and see what happens. And yeah, probably something in play, but nothing big for me. Um, but, but this cap, it, to me, is way too high. Yeah, for me, it's a little bit tired. Well, David Nello there saying the Brumbies generally do well in the in the first half. But I did enjoy uh, Sean Nicholas's comment there. Stone Man is Durban's Jurgen Klopp there. That's something <laughs> from a Liverpool fan. So I really enjoyed that. Henrik Swartz saying, Crusaders, showing some cracks this year. I have to agree on you there. And I, I also couldn't trust them this week on, on the minus. Sean Nicholas saying, Brumbies under points. We haven't got a points line yet, although I haven't seen one. But if anyone does see a points line, let us know what it is. Let's see what Stone Man's view on this one is. What time is this game, Stone Man? It's nine o'clock in the morning. Will the pub be open for the first beer then? Yeah, the pub's always open, eh? 
<laughs> Good news. <laughs> I, I don't want to seem, sound like I'm just a, a yes man, like we used to say when I was a caddy there, you know, he's just agreeing to everyone. But I, I, I can't argue that. Uh, just an interesting point there is it's pretty cool that old Cody Taylor will run out for his 100th cap, which is always quite quite nice, although we're not it's nothing to do with punting and all that. It's always quite special when you see something like that. I've been a big Crusaders fan my whole life, made a lot of money off them. Uh, they got over the line last week. They, there were times in that game that uh, I think McKenzie also missing those kicks. It could have gone a little oh. bit of a different story, but I knew at the end they were always going to come good. Um, same same, same story. That handicap for me is, is too big, but then I, I, I don't like backing against a team that I like so much, you know? And uh, yeah. those Crusaders, yeah. If I had to, once again, gun to my head, I, I would go on the Brumbies on the plus or maybe look at in running as well. Yeah, maybe the Brumbies halftime handicap. A lot of guys pointing out the Brumbies do go well, well at the break. And yes, the Crusaders are one of those points. It's a bit like the All Blacks. You know, you can have them at plus 16 and a half on the opposition and the, they could be leading by two going into the last 10 minutes and they actually can storm through yep. and still beat the handicap. You're just never safe. Talking of that, just a quick one. Last week, I was on the Bristol Bears accidentally. In fact, I was trying to back exit the Chiefs and somehow mixed the sides up. And I wow. had a bit of a tilt bet on them. And they were what, Brendan? I know you were on them as well. I had minus nine and a half. They were 15 mil down after 32 minutes, and they Same. came back to win the game 40 20. So, unbelievable. I can, I can tell you one doubt. thing if that if they had lost, I had a big enough bet that it would have put me out for a few weeks. So, anyway, as it is, I'm very much back in the game. <laughs> Stoneman, let's move <laughs> on to the next game Rebels against the Blues. Uh, Rebels certainly underperformed, I believe, in the Australian Conference. They should have probably made the playoffs, they didn't. Uh, they just struggled to score tries, quite frankly. And then the Blues, well, what more could we say about them? That was the Blues of old. Uh, promised much, uh, delivered little. But they are big favourites here in Melbourne. 16 and a half points. Stoneman, what are you doing on this one? Also, a little bit the same now. I've also uh, made my mistake so many times by, by thinking that the Blues are just going to turn that corner. And I've, I've got to drop his name. There's a chap by the name of Bert Tui. He's an ex-New Zealander. Uh, a Kiwi guy, he's larger than life. He often hosts all the, the New Zealand teams when they come out here. You'll see him down there at Kings Park. He's one of the regulars at the pub. And he said to me this evening, he says, you can't back those coconuts. And those blues can play like coconuts sometimes. They look like they can put any team away and then the next minute they can play rugby that, 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 that the kids under 14 sees are play better. So once again, I, I don't know with that one, but... One, I've got to back the I've got to back the favourite team, but I wouldn't be I'm weak myself and Stone aren't getting involved in that game at all for now. Yeah, I think thing I'd be going. Uh, I think Rebels plus probably against the Blues, but this is another game. I haven't looked at conditions in Melbourne yet, but I'll be looking at the points lines. Conductor, what have you got for us here? Yeah, Brent. Um, I've taken I've taken Rebels here on the plus eighteen and a half as one of my uh, stronger favourites. Um, I'm hoping the Dave Vessels era has gone. And well, I don't know how good Kevin Foote is. I believe he coached Aki Tigers uh, or UCT Aki's or whatever they're called now. And he coached Good Spirit to the final. I'm not sure how good he is, but anybody's got to be better than Dave Vessels, the, the, the most positive guy on earth. You, you could be thumped and you'd still find positives in the game. Um, yeah, I'm actually betting on this game more because of the Blues uh, being absolutely toilets rather than the, the Rebels being good. Um, I, I, it, the Blues just astound me. I, I was just so disappointed. They looked, when Bowden Barrett was at 10 or 15 for them, they looked like they had turned the corner and was just leading to for better things. Auckland Rugby has turned around. They were in the final of the, the Buntings Mata 10 Cup, whatever they call it now. Uh, so they were looking really good. They, you know, it looked like the whole sort of region had turned around, but 
that last the last uh, the second the second half of that uh, Otterro tournament, they reverted to the, the blues of old, like like that stereotypical blues of old. Dumb decisions, like absolutely decisions that like made you scratch your head. Props grabbing ahead, uh, ill discipline, like where Satutu is trying to knock the ball out the guy's hand in front of the ref. Um, ill discipline. Uh, 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 their prop uh, uh, shoulder charge in the guy on the halfway when the Blues had a chance to get back in the game. Uh, that was against Crusaders, if I remember correctly. I remember that part. Yeah, I mean, it was, was the Chiefs. I can't remember, yeah. Shocking, yeah, I think it was the Chiefs. Shocking, shocking discipline. Um, I can't back the Blues. Look, I, you know, the, what's so disappointing, they've got incredible props. They've got the talent to put the Rebels away by plenty tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, they'll they'll do the same. They'll, they'll look good for 10, 10 or 15 minutes of the game, but they just get bogged down on this quagmire of bad decisions and poor play. Uh, yeah, to me, rubbish versus rubbish tomorrow. I'll, I'll happily take eight and a half. I can see the, the the Blues winning, but I mean, if I looked at that game against, let's call it a Chiefs B slash C side, they, they, they almost lost that game. It was very flattering for them. They scored two, three tries at the end of the game there. Um, they looked incredibly poor. I tell you, Black, oh my goodness, how can I? I'm mean, surely. You can go to the petrol station in Wanganui in New Zealand and find a better tin in Otero Black. And Coconut. Harry Plummer on the on the bench. I mean, I cannot believe these are your two best ten options. And TJ Fiani, I read an interview about him. He was like talking talking up how he's considering big contracts from Japan. I'm like, mate, you've already played. You've done nothing the entire tournament. You're talking yourself up like Sonny Ball Williams. So I think to me, the Blues have got a massive ego problem. I'm hoping the Rebels have uh, have come to their senses and will play good rugby. I'm all over Rebels, 18 and a half. Rebels, 18 and a half. Well, another, we'll stick with you for the next game, another game, which has seen some quite serious money from what I can see, where the Western Force opened up sort of plus 18 and a half, plus 19 and a half, and now plus 14 and a half against the Chiefs. Uh, I think a lot of people sharing my view as well that perhaps the Chiefs won't be quite up for this one after the disappointment of the final. The Force certainly showed some improvement. Are you throwing that into a double with the Rebels, perhaps, Brennan? Uh, who's that? The, uh, the, the, the force? The force. No, I, I won't be touching that game. Um, well, well I, I, as I'm leaning, I, I, I think that the handicap started out about 17 and a half. I think it's yeah. dropped to 15 and a half now. Um, I'm hoping it'll still drop a little bit. Uh, I, I, I'm not a rebel. I'm not a force fan, um, especially now they've dropped. And I, I cannot understand. I'd love to, I'd, I'd love to pick the forces, the force coach's brain. Why would you would ever? Drop his best ten Miotti, who literally got into the finals or that uh, playoff game for McIntyre, who's just done absolutely nothing for them, um, is beyond me. I think the the forces pack is decent. They should shunt the the Chiefs around, but uh, that Chiefs uh, backline I think could cause holes. And and this is the one aspect where I think the the, the difference between the two leagues could be massive exposed. Um, if the force are going to kick onto the Chiefs, it's going to be problems tomorrow for the force or Saturday. Uh, with guys like Chase Tiatia, uh, Damian McKenzie, Antonella Brown, these guys will love to get that ball kicked onto them. They'll run all day at the force. Um, I, I think the big difference lies in is where the Aussie, Aussie teams run straight at the guys, where the, 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 the Kiwi players will put into space, run around them, uh, be a bit more creative. Um, so I'm leaning here on the months, and that's I probably won't get involved in this game. I, I just can't back the force. Right, I'm just asking the question on the live chat there. I was watching a couple of bookie sites. I didn't see any of the South African betting. I did see some early in the week, but I see World Sports betting up too. When we get onto that, we'll talk about it. But let's first get Stone Man's opinion on the final game of the weekend, Force against the Chiefs. 
Yeah, um, like I said, I, th those Chiefs, th they, they could have beaten the Crusaders, Crusaders last week. I think uh, McKenzie didn't have the, his greatest game. He, he's a great, great, great footballer. And uh, like we were just saying earlier, there, if, if, if they do play the wrong game, those four states, the Chiefs could get very busy with them. I think the Chiefs also, you know, it's a week after losing a game like that, but they'll want to get up for this game big time. Um, I'm, 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 I'm liking the Chiefs there on the minus there. Chiefs on the minus, right, who's getting to the level where you're considering backing the Chiefs. I did take a bit of force early on on the plus, so I'll, I'll probably hold my position there for a while. A lot will probably depend how the rest of the day goes for me and uh, what sort of mood I am in firing into this one. Right, gents, that's the end of uh, Super Rugby at Trans-Tasman. Let's move on to Rainbow Cup South Africa. I've got some betting here at World Sports Betting. And uh, the first game we're going to talk about uh, is the Lions up against the Stormers. And here we've got Stoneman. I'll start with you. The Lions minus four, uh, sorry, plus four and a half against the Stormers. Plus four and a half points. Underdogs at home. Besides, of course, having lost the opening two games. Okay, well, I, well, I copped a bit of flat from all my mates uh, that stayed down in the in the, the Republic of Western Province about my comments about Mr. Dobson last week. But I said it is my own personal opinion. But this week, I am going to support the Stormers. Um, I, the, the Lions are going to run a lot of teams close. Um, they, like the coaches after every game, we tried hard. Yes, they said they could have beaten the Bulls. They were the Bulls were always going to win that game. The Sharks let it go towards the end of that game. They were never going to win those games. Uh, the loss of Jankies has been massive for them this season. Um, they will give a hundred percent. They will give. They will give a full, full game of rugby. They're just not good enough for me. And um, and I think the show ponies from uh, from Cape Town are going to be too good for the Lions. So I, 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 we've got a multiple that we're trying to work out. I was going to take a bit of Stormers on a big one on an outright. And I also, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too scared of minus four and a half. I think they'll get busy with those Lions. I really do. Yeah, I must say, I'm in, I'm in your... I have to say that for your beloved yeah. Lions. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm in, I'm in the camp as well. I also think the Stormers uh, will take control of this game at some point and pull away. But I was laughing because I, I saw this comment come up in the bottom corner of my eye. And I didn't see who posted it. But it was 16 to 10 Lions. I'm a Lions punter. And I thought, I wonder who this could be. I should have known. It's Oracopedia and his beloved Lions. He reckons 16 to 10's the business there. Brendan, have you had enough whiskeys to throw your hat in with a ring with Oracle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brent. So, you know, initially when this bet opened at three, minus three and a half, I thought it was Christmas. And I, I was actually so super, super bullish on the Stormers. Um, after a couple of a couple of hours of reconsideration, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I've, I've put so many down on the Stormers, uh, but I must admit it's with long teeth. Um, I, 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 don't, I, don't rate, uh, I don't rate the Stormers coach, as you know. It's well, well documented my, my position on the Stormers co management team. Um, but, you know, I, I just cannot back the Lions team. They've got uh, a 19-year-old um, at 10 for them tomorrow, uh, Jordan Hendricks, uh, who's the, the brother of the, the uh, Sharks uh, uh, scrum off, Jaden Hendricks. So he's, he's the 19-year-old brother. He's come in. I mean, he's an experienced um, – the, the Lions lost their best uh, their best attacking weapon is that Tian Swanepoel, the guy that can slot it – from from 95 meters out uh, with his eyes closed, um, they have got Willem Alberts back. Uh, you know that's something, but he's 36 years old. I mean, I don't know how much influence he's going to make. Um, it's tough. It's you know at the end of the day, if I look at that uh, Stormers side, it's difficult to go against the front row of Manami, Kitsoff, and Mahadba with uh, Peter Steff there. Uh, they got a good couple of youngsters, um, an experienced backline versus 
a Lions team that's in a rebuilding phase. I, I, I do feel sorry for their loss, as, as Stoneman says, a Yankees to France, uh, Sonnepool to injury. Um, it's you know, at minus three and a half. You know, one has to feel that uh, if the Stormers don't clear that, the box have a big problem. Uh, you, that should smash the Lions. Right, so uh, Stormers on the cap for you there. Oracle, I see you suggesting maybe you and Stoneman can have a little bit of bet there, given your fancy on the Lions and him on the Stormers. So by all means, propose one in the live chat. And I'm sure we can get uh, Stoneman to take that one up. Let's stay with Brendan, though. We move to the next game. It's the Bulls against the Sharks. Yeah, the Bulls, of course, are two for two. So are the Sharks. And we got a handicap here of, I think it was minus three and a half Bulls. I saw that at, at, at WSB. I'll just quickly go double check that. Yeah, Bulls minus three and a half. Brendan, what do you reckon on this one? Yeah, Brent, so I've, I've shopped around. You can get uh, Sharks plus four and a half, and that's where I've gone. Um, obviously, the replay of the Carry Cup final. Um, I like the Sharks there to keep it close. Um, as I said, the, the Bulls have been very good to me the, the previous two weeks against the Lions and against the Stormers last weekend. They did the business. Um, very impressed with Jake White and the way he's turned that team around. Um, I just enjoy uh, Cohen Bosch at 10. He, with that boot of easy, you can just turn them around. Um, like like a like a tennis player with a massive forehand or a big serve, um, he's just got that power to drive them back in time, time put them on the back foot. Um, there's enough talent in that Sharks team with guys like Abelilafasi, uh, um, you know, to 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 you know to give the the Bulls problems. Um, the Bulls, yeah, they should have been further ahead last week with Matos dropping two sitters. They've been good to me, but uh, I just fancy the Sharks there. It's not a, not yeah. It's nothing nothing like you know. I'm not sort of more statistics. It's, it's more of a gut feeling. Um, I, I I'm obviously a sharks man, but uh, I, I just feel the sharks uh, will keep it close there. Right. Interested to see what Stone Man. I think I see some nodding head there. Stone Man, you are you on the sharks in this gun? I know you come from that part of the world. Yeah, I do. And like I said last week, I, I bet with my head and not with my heart. And and I've I've also loved punching the bulls for years and years. And I've, I've also I'm up punching the bulls. But this game, definitely, I spoke to Steve earlier. Um, just an interesting point there. I don't know if you guys realize that the, the Bulls gave away 20 penalties last week against the Stormers. And then the, the Sharks gave away 18 penalties against the Lions. So it's a big thing about discipline. Whichever team can get that get that under wrap. Um, you know, the Sharks, they, they like to win at Loftus. Um, don't be surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm all over that plus, And I think the Sharks could, could win it. Uh, this return of uh, this uh, Jaden Hendricks Alati, he was brilliant for us in, in that in the under in the, in the baby box. Also, maybe shows you what type of game that we're going to use because he, he kicks very well off the base of the scrum. Um, I, I, I love the shark setup. I said I speak highly of what Sean Everett's done down there. Uh, Wayne Farvey was chatting to me again last week. There's a good feeling down there. It's a it's a good team, and uh, and that bull side. I don't think Mornay's going to save them. I don't think he's going to save them this week. I'm all over the sharks. All over the shots. Well, I'm going to share my bet for you on this game now. But let's first bring Oracle suggesting a bet with you here, Stone Man. He's saying no cash on the table. Lions at plus five. He'll be on. No bet. Uh, plus five, no bet. So you need the Stormers by six or more. He needs the Lions within that. If he wins, if you win, he will come and work in your bar on a Saturday off, Saturday night and entertain the crowd. Um, I'm not too sure if that's a win for you or not, Stone Man. And if he wins... <laughs> He's going to bring eight of his mates, so he's actually going to bring his two mates and go find another six, and they're all going to come and uh, broadcast the, the, the Good for the Game show on a Thursday night and obviously spend a few bucks. Here. So, Stoban, I'm sure you're on with that bet, eh? I have to take that bet. Excellent. Well, let me tell you guys, I was, 
you're on. You're on there, Oracle. I'll tell you, um, and I'm interested to know what Oracle likes in this game because I think the Sharks are the bet here. I like the Sharks on the handicap, but I'm probably going to pull a bit of an Oracle here and say I'm going for the Sharks on the board. I saw 14, 15 to 10. I think they can beat this bullside. I really have been quite impressed by the Sharks. Aside from that first half against the Stormers where they were outplayed, they came back well in the second half. And I did feel last week, I think, Brendan, it was you said it, that they really stepped off the gas against the Lions. I think they can beat this bullside that, for me, is relying a little bit too much on their defense at the moment. And and it's kind of like winning games where you're starting to think, oh, you know, they were perhaps a bit fortunate there that, that they won it. And I think the Sharks are going to win this game, and I'm going to be taking them on the board at 14 or 15 to 10. So that brings us to the end of the South African uh, Super Rugby. I'm going to have a look around. I know you guys love your European uh, footy as well, so let's have a look what else we've got here. And, uh, yo, plenty of Rainbow Cup. I'm not even going to try and go through every game of the Rainbow Cup and, and, and Gallagher, but perhaps just uh, start with the Rainbow Cup Pro 14. And, and Brendan, start with you. Anything you fancy there in particular in the Rainbow Cup? Uh, Brendan, it's tough. I, I think uh, a Munster should draw uh, Connacht. Connacht looks like they've um, announced a bit of a B-side B uh, to play Munster. Munster quite strongly. Uh, the cap is high. I haven't taken anything there. I think the cap is about minus 16, minus 17. I haven't touched that as yet. Um, it's, it's similar with Leinster. Leinster have announced pretty much an Irish starting international side versus uh, Ulster. Ulster lost one of their key men and John Cooney. Um, once again, massive cap. I'll probably stay away there. Um, nothing really Nothing really else on the, on the Rambo cap interests me. I may get involved in Benetton to beat Zebra. I'm, I think it's about four and a half there. Uh, I may get involved in that, but uh, you know that's about it. I, I won't touch the the, the Welsh games. Um, it's just difficult. It's difficult to, to give an opinion um, without the teams being announced because there seems to be a lot of rotation. The guys aren't really taking this Rainbow Cup uh, too seriously. It looks like one week they the up, one week they're resting. Um, so you know it doesn't look like they're playing for anything there. So I wouldn't be spending huge cash on this tournament if I was anybody else. Uh, you, you're only going to end up losing. Right, well, we'll come back to you for thoughts on the Gallagher Premiership as well, but let's go to Stoneman. Rainbow Cup, the Pro 14 team. Stoneman, anything stand out for you on the weekend? Yeah, my, myself and Sticky were talking, um, uh, going, going on to that first game there, uh, Munster Connaught, I mean, Connaught burst into the lead 16-0 up against Leinster last week, and then Leinster woke up, and then that was an annihilation. Um, I, I, I'm, we, myself and Sticky, we we leaning on we leaning on the Connacht at the plus seventeen. Uh, and this Munster's a really really quality side, also very well coached by that Jan van Um The last time Connacht beat them there in Limerick was in two thousand and fifteen, so that's not going to happen. But that's that's quite a big spread there, and we leaning towards a little bit of the plus seventeen and a half there. Uh, also, we're not going to throw the rent money at this, but we'll have a little bit of interest in this game, and we're taking that with a double into into Leinster. Um, we all over Leinster at the minus 17. I think Stig's found it something, I think about 8 to 10 we've got it um, with uh, Lance Michael. And that's our double there. That we can have a little mess around of that double. Uh, uh, plus and a minus. That's what we're doing. Plus, plus and a minus. Look, I must say Leinster, one of those sides, I never like going against them. They're a little bit like the Crusaders in New Zealand. Boy, they can turn things around. And I mean, they certainly turned that game around last weekend after they looked in all sorts of trouble. And uh, yeah, I was hoping to get on them in running and I actually missed the opportunity because by the time I wanted to jump on, the points had started to flow. So that's your... Your Pro 14, of course, team news, and that could be crucial in some of those games. Let's have a look at the English Premiership. And Stoneman, I'm going to stay with you. Um, we've got, uh, at the moment, it looks, I don't know if this is all the games, it looks like we've got about five games this weekend in the Premiership. There is. I think there's, is there not six? 
five. Is it more? Could 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 be more. I just uh, I'm just looking at it's, the one book. Like, I don't know. It's seven, seven rent. Seven. Okay, so that not all of them are priced up here. But take us through what you fancy there. Well, the, the one game now. This is uh, my, my betting partner and I are banging heads about this because he's a big Leicester fan, the Tigers, and uh, I just saw something that that stuck out to me there, and I see the handicaps already moved without the team sheets going out. So maybe the words got out. Sticky was telling me just earlier that the handicaps moved from minus two and a half to minus six and a half, and um, I think Leicester also they, they they've got their eyes on on that knockout game. So you know also Quins are like I think they're fifth on the log, so they 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 they, they want to try and stay in those top four. I think Leicester, I think Leicester aren't, aren't interested in this game. Not that they're not interested in this game, but that that stuck out to me at the yeah. beginning of the week. And some of the boys in the Oracle Rugby Group were got on early in the week. I think on Monday or Tuesday they got onto the Quins. Um, so you know, I, I feel so strongly about that. Even minus six and a half, you could maybe get them at four to ten with another multiple, or take it into a golf bet or a rugby bet. But I think Quins will do be the business there. I think that's sort of like a a, a banker for me. I think they'll win that game comfortably. Excellent. Well, interesting. Brady just coming on. He's uh, one of our regulars on the Good for the Game forum as well and saying Tigers plus six and a half. He's best bet in the Gallagher. So interesting to have such a difference of opinion. But I hear Stoneman what you say that, you know, often it's a often a, a team, it's not that they go out there thinking we don't want to win the game, but if they've mentally got something bigger to focus on, they may not be at 100%. So we'll certainly watch the betting. There's already been a big move. I can tell you, I just looked at Sunbet. There is still minus four and a half if you do want to follow uh, Stoneman on, on, on the Harlequins. And if you fancy following Brady, well, then look out for the plus a six and a half on Leicester. You may even want to wait because it seems like the line is heading in that direction. Anything else for you, Stoneman, on the on the premiership at the moment? I know team news and that uh, plays a big role. I haven't done as much work as I did last week on that, and, and, and Sticky hasn't run the algorithms and all that. So we'll definitely be punting, but I can't give out too much. Uh, uh, too no, much no, that's much. right. Rob. That did stick out at me. Excellent. Right. And let's see what the conductor says. On that one, has he run his algorithms in his mind while we've been speaking? We're about to find out. <laughs> Brent, the only algorithms I run is Jen Fiddich into my into my uh, glass. That's the algorithm that runs with a couple of blocks of ice. And as long as it keeps running, uh, the, 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 the tips keep coming. So, uh, no, tomorrow's game, uh, Bath versus Sale, that's a difficult one. Uh, Bath really, you know, they've lost, I think they lost three on the bounce. Uh, at that home, they've brought back, uh, I think, Andil Falatao. Uh, Zach, I think Zach Mercer, I think if I'm correct as well. So it's a very, you know, it's very tough uh, loose show for for sale. They are missing their front row all all through what uh, two through suspension, one through bad injury. It's gonna be a tough game against a very very physical sale. Um, I like unders there. Uh, I think the line is at 47 and a half. I still like unders there uh, purely because sale have a similarly dominant loose show of the, uh, Curry. Uh, uh, Dupria and uh, somebody else. I just can't think of my head, but uh, really, really strong pack. I like the unders there. But, uh, you know, skipping on to that Leicester game, funny enough, it's everyone's focus on that. Um, I took a massive strike on Leicester, <coughs> 14 to 10 to win the game. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. They've got a final next week against Montpellier, uh, but they rested their, their half their, or most of their team against Sale. So they'll play their strong team against uh, Harlequins. Uh, yeah, I, I really like Leicester here at home. You know, they've, they've got some big poppers in the forwards. Uh, uh, to me, Quinns are tiring. Um, you know, they've played two, well, two of the last games have been, they've played with 14 men. Um, they're missing, they're missing uh, Mark Brown. 
Uh, missing Andre Esterhazen, that's two key, key guys in their back line. They'll probably play uh, Tyrone Green, 15. And they're missing uh, Will Evans at seven. He's, he's just absolutely crazy, uh, crazy good uh, Lucy for them. Uh, you know, they've won their last two games in injury time with a Marcus Smith try. So, you know, they always say, you know, quality teams win it when they shouldn't. So I, I agree with that Quinns have been playing absolutely brilliant rugby. But uh, for me, I, I can't look past this Leicester side. Um, I hope the money keeps coming. Uh, like I said, I've taken it 14 to 10. I'll take the six and a half if I can get it. If it's seven and a half, I'll snap that up. Uh, this, this is big to me. Uh, Leicester have won last eight out of 10 games at home. And I think the two games that did lose, I think was by about six or seven points. So, you know, statistics favor you, favor you this in this one. To me, Quinns is looking a bit thin now. They're losing these players. Um, they didn't have scrum dominance like they should have against Wasps. Uh, they, they should have lost that game. They, they didn't. But I, I, just, I just wonder what playing is for, playing with 14 men have done a, a physical toll for these guys. Uh, Les is not an easy play, place to win. Uh, you know, their coach has really steeled them uh, in a sense. And uh, yeah, I, I fancy the Tigers here. Well, I don't think we could get two panelists with such differing opinions on a game as this one. <laughs> and Brady coming in on the side there. And, I mean, I was all off the hearing stone, man. I was flipping, blogging onto some of my accounts to, to take the minus four and a half. And then after hearing uh, Brendan there, I'm still logging onto my account to take the minus four and a half. No, just kidding, Brendan. You did you did, you did, did sell me there on, on that. But yeah, some, some good difference of opinion. And, and uh, as Brady is saying then, I don't know who he's talking about there. Like a wise man said, once they had the wrong favorite, yeah. You agree with that, Brendan? Yeah, Brent. I, as I said, I I understand I understand the the psyche of why guys are punting the the Quins. They're thinking that the Leicester Tigers will want to race the guys for the uh, Montpellier final. Uh, but they but they've rested the guys already, so I don't understand. They wouldn't rest the guys two weeks in a row. I expect them to have a full a full strength team. Um, to me, I mean, I've, in playing sport, you always want to win to go into into the final. You don't want to be going into final of a back of a loss. Um, yeah, as I said, you know, with the, the full strength back against a slightly tiring Quinn side, I'm all over oh, Leicester. Um, the other, the other bets I really like, um, the last game of the weekend, I think it's the last game of the weekend, London Irish versus Exeter. Um, I think the cap is minus 10 and a half at the moment, yes. Uh, so to me, that's too low. Uh, poof. I think, I, I, I think Irish played this full strength team. I think they were only missing Sean O'Brien and maybe one or two guys against Newcastle, and they got thumped. Uh, this exercise is scarily, scarily big. Um, guys like Stuart Hogg, Henry Slade, uh, Sam Simmons is just, oh, yes, yeah, Sam Simmons can equal some crazy uh, try scorer stat. If he scores uh, against the Irish, he just can't, he, he loves a meat pie like Ben Tanya loves uh, food. Jeez, and he's just scoring like it's like there's no tomorrow. So uh, I really like that minus ten and a half against London Irish. Right, Exeter, they're always a nice team to get you out of jail if necessary at the end of the weekend. I know Hendrik Swat and the boys, son of a punt, I think, pointed it out first that they were playing into a massive wind last week and uh, got yeah. on them, even though they were trailing 10-8, I think, to Gloucester, got on the minus 12 and a half. That's actually the bet I was intending to take when I ended up backing the Bristol Bears. <laughs> but anyway, uh, if you want to read more about that, it was what my Citizen article was about was about this week. But let's go over to Stoneman, because Stoneman, before you before we wrap up with the best bets, you showed us a beer you're drinking there. What what brand is it? I didn't I didn't see it the first time, so I'm bringing it on the bigger screen. The Zamalek. Black Label. Zamalek. Lovely. 
Oh, okay, okay. Excellent. I saw uh, Gavin uh, Gavin said he saw it. Um, when is Brady back on the show, says Oracopedia. Yeah, very keen to have Brady. And we've got such a wide range of guests now. So I normally uh, drop a guys a couple of notes out early on. You know, you're keen to go. And some weeks it's like the first two guys you you message and other, other weeks, you know, and I try and spread it around a bit. But if anyone's keen to come on the show, obviously they just have to get hold of me. I always uh, enjoy the fact when I get the guys volunteering up front. But let's move into the best bet section of the show now. And Stoneman, a bit of pressure on you after last week. Let me first of all say that I'm with you and Stiggy there. I like the Harlequins argument a bit better than the Leicester argument. Um, you know, I look at the Reds' force from a couple of weeks ago. Yes, the Reds wanted to win the game, but they weren't there mentally, and that's why the force beat them, because they had a final to come. And I think we're going to get a, a similar situation here, but we'll we'll see how it all pans out. What are your best bets of the weekend? Well, you know, it's, it's sticky up me. I, I must admit, after I felt like the Quins and, and the conductor's argument was so good, I'm thinking to myself, mm, what have I done here? But, uh, you know, we're not going to throw red money at it. I, I, my best bet for the weekend still, I, I like the Sharks, so... Um, I'm going with the Banana Boys. Um, like I said, this weekend for me and for Stiggy, it's it's just still, still too many unknowns for us. Um, we had a phenomenal weekend last weekend, and sometimes you feel you don't want to go give it back the next weekend when you're just picking games just for the sake of picking them. So I'm, we're gonna we're gonna tread with a lot of caution the, this week. But uh, gun to my head, um, I like that uh, I like that Sharks better, and I, and I'm also. I didn't look too much into the English rugby. The conductors got me all excited in the ex the Chiefs. <laughs> Excellent, Stoneman. Yeah, let's see what the conductor labels as his best bet or best bets for the weekend. Yeah, Brent. Uh, yeah, for me, it's between the Leicester Plus and the Stormers. Um, I'm going to be I'm going to be hitting Stormers there. I hope they don't let me down. Uh, I haven't seen the team, but I'm hoping maybe Hershey Ike is back for them. If not, um, I'm going to put my trust in Godlin Simba or uh, I think I can't remember the, the reserve uh, <clears throat> scrum off there. Uh, I'm hoping they do the business. If they don't do the business, there's going to be issues. Um, yeah, Stormers, need, Stormers need to put that Lions team away. Um, and like I said, Leicester Plus. I understand I understand what you said about the Reds. Um, and and there is, is, is a tendency to sort of focus on next week. Uh, but... Um, for me, Steve Borthwick will tell the guys, listen, you know, we're not going to lose this game to, you know, to, to go into the final where we, we've lost the game the week before we've been pumped. So uh, the big boy, the big boys will be back. Jasper Visa will be making huge runs from the back of the scrum for the, the Tigers. So, uh, yeah, those are my two my two be better bets. I wouldn't say my best. I wouldn't say my best bets. I'll be honest, Brent, I'm not, I'm not invo uh, investing huge cash in this weekend. Um, there's nothing that really that I really want to throw the uh, – Anybody's anybody's granny's pension at uh, like a share max and lose it, like lose everyone's parents' money on this one. So, uh, so there's some decent bets, but uh, nothing I'm going to throw huge cash at. Yeah, one of those things. That's what Brendan Vessel says on a Thursday night on the handicap show. Come Saturday night, I can assure you this man is throwing huge cash all over the place. Gents, I don't have a best bet yet. I must say, you're giving me food for thought. I was leaning certainly towards the sharks. But if you haven't subscribed yet to our newsletter, go down below, hit the subscribe link. It's a free mail that just comes out on a Friday. I share a couple of thoughts and a bet. I'm not on the best of runs, I must, I must tell you. So, yeah, take whatever I put in there tomorrow with a pinch of salt. In fact, if I was Stoneman and Brendan, I would be wishing that, you know, in Stoneman's case, that I would switch and back Leicester because that's kind of my, my form at, at the moment. Uh, just to see, good to see Chris's name here. He's back from a bit of a break. Uh, good to have you back on the show there, Chris. And, yeah, thanks to all the boys in the live chat. 
Brady, Oracle Pedia, Henrik, I know was there as well, Sean Nicholas as well, Peter Paul. Thanks, boys. Always good. You make the show. And it's been great having you on. Lots of rugby to look forward to this weekend. We've also got a bit of Varsity Cup next week. Brent, Let's have some closing closing thoughts from the boys. Yes, though, man. Uh, Brett, just quickly, I'd just like to got to give the boy a punch. You can see I've got this beautiful golf cap on. A buddy of mine, uh, Jeff Chandler, started this company called Swing Daddy. They make unbelievable funky clothing. And it's the type of stuff that John Daly would wear. So if you're a golfer out there, you got to get the stuff. And then talking of golf. Bit of a suspect uh, name, that Swing Daddy. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> It's good to see my, my very, very good friend, Glenn Murray, back on the bag with Sergio. And for those golf punters, and I see, yes, uh, you know, they, those two are like Ricky and Ernie. They get together more and married than Richard Burton and bloody, um, uh, what's it, <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. But uh, Glenn's back on the bag with Serge at um, uh, the Colonial. Uh, I think it's Colonial, wherever it is. They won before, and I bloody put the TV on just now. They shot seven under. So he's back in the honeymoon. I wouldn't be surprised if Garcia wins one this weekend. Yeah, that's I, and Garcia. I must tell you, back in those days when I backed him, he won the 2001 Nedbank Challenge. Still a victory I talk about all the time. Bought myself a new bike with that, and then he won it again in 2003. I wasn't on him when he won the US Masters, but I've never been happier for a golfer in my life than when Garcia uh, broke his his major duck. I was very very chuffed for him. Just wish I did have money on him, but that, that was great. Uh, Oricopedia saying if the Stormers beat the handicap, the show will be live next week at Sto Stokers. Oricopedia, I saw your best bet. You like the Lions and you like the Bulls. So you and me, we're very much in opposite caps this weekend. Guys, thanks for a great show. Great uh, to, to my guests. Have a great uh, weekend. And, boys, uh, let's hope uh, the, the bets roll in and look forward to seeing old Stiggy's algorithms on Twitter as well. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Thanks, boys. Cheers, boys. Thank you.